What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Ozone. I am your host, Omar Miller. You can find me on Twitter, at Omar Miller. And I'm here with my brother. Uh, yeah, Terry. Terry Miller, at Icons, on Twitter and oh, Instagram. Oh. Now what? Oh, yeah! Booyah! <laughs> so let's jump right into it, folks. I know you guys have been waiting to hear our take on what just went down in the Golden State. The epic collapse. Oakland, folks. I mean, but you know what it is? It's an epic collapse that we watched over and over again. During the game, I spoke with the icons, and I was just amazed during Game 7 that the Thunder had held Golden State to 42 points and a half. 42 points and a half in Oracle Arena. It's incredible. That's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. You, the game should be a blowout. And at one point, it was a blowout. And and what did the icons tell me? Tell them what you told me. <laughs> I would have to see it the end of the game. I wanted to see that fourth quarter because they always crumble. That's what he said. He said, you guys keep falling for the banana in the yeah. tailpipe because they keep doing the same thing. And they, they are go who up, they are. They who they are. They go up early by going to the bigs. Uh, uh, Adams and Cantor were just manhandling Draymond Green and Festus Azili. Bogut act like he wasn't even in the game anymore. I thought that was pretty amazing. Um, and 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 then for some reason they forgot about him. And it seemed like not only did KD and Russell Westbrook forget about him, it's like Billy Donovan forgot about him. Because right. all of a sudden, they weren't even in the game. Like, they didn't even play. They had their towels on their heads. Like, they, they had no kind of desire to get back in the game. I, I just don't understand the urgency because the only people that looked like they wanted to win were Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. And everybody else, the ball was a hot potato. Ball was a hot potato. I don't know. I got a lot of love for Deion Waiters. Deion Waiters showed me a lot of heart. That kid, he he wants to win to the point where he's just completely out of control with his emotions. He just seems like he's just on 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 ten because he's he's just hyped up every call. He's ready to cuss out the ref. I was surprised he didn't get the technical foul because I I was able to read his lips and I was nowhere near the arena. So uh, I, I can only imagine what it sounded like live there. Yeah, well, but you know. No, you know what? But Deion Waiters has had this problem his whole career because everywhere he goes, it's the same thing. He always has a problem with controlling his emotions. As if you're a professional athlete, you have to have the discipline to control your emotions, especially in situations like that, because that's how you're going to produce. Uh, yeah, it's true. I just can't understand. I can't understand because we're just talking about Game 7 right now, but let's we can run it back and go back to Game 6. I mean, they had them, both of these games, they were up by double digits and just – I watched them fall apart. The the light was way too bright for Russell Westbrook, yeah. which is surprising for me. But you can see him shrink. He just looked like he was, you know, he 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 looked like they just dropped him off and nah. <laughs> but you know what? It, it's unfortunate because you can see that he wants it. He just doesn't know how to go get it. He you know, know how to go get it. Yeah. And this is that theory of learning how to win. This is what organizations who have won can teach guys who haven't won. Oklahoma right. City's never won anything. And until they get some winners over there who have won, there's never, you know, somebody somebody has to teach you how to win on each level. Right, and they're going to take the long way home. And they're taking it. They're taking it. There's no reason that they shouldn't be in the finals. I mean, this makes no 3-1. sense. 3-1, that's an epic collapse right there. That This is what can destroy careers. This, this is, is what destroys organizations. Yeah. yeah. Because what ends up happening is, is you next thing you know, you look up and you're, you're you know, you're the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> and you, nobody wants to come. It's not like it's an ideal place to play. There's not a bunch of young millionaires who are waiting to go to Oklahoma City in the offseason. Right. So it's not like they have an allure with that. And then on top of that, 
you have the situation where if, if you're watching this from a distance, there's nothing about this situation that would make you want to come and play for these guys. You're talking about you watch the game, and I don't know what it is because Kevin Durant, he's a lights-out guy, man. I think I read a stat that was talking about how Kevin Durant had more game-winning shots over the past like five or six years than anybody in the NBA. That's unbelievable. And that, that it's unbelievable, but it's true when, when he's not, you know, when he's not hurt. Right. And, and, you got to figure that true. category too, though, because you have Kobe, LeBron, all these other big name okay. guys out of there, and he's number one. Dudes. Curry. And KD puts your lights out. Yeah. And now, and now this dude, and now this dude, I watched him take bad shot after bad shot after bad shot. In game seven, he tried to pull it together. You know, he tried to pull it together late. And um, and then Serge Ibaka bailed out Steph Curry with that uh, foul on the three-pointer for no Dumb. reason whatsoever. Dumb. With, with one second left on the shot clock, with him fading in a corner. I mean, I, you know, there's just, you watch this game and you say, wow, this these guys are stupid. There's, 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 I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I don't either. I don't, I don't understand because like I said, there wasn't enough urgency, especially when it got down. And I saw a lot of guys with their heads down. The, the body language was terrible. You know, they looked like they were defeated. Terrible body language. Early in the third quarter. Once they came back. And you know what? Their body language was terrible, but not only was there not enough urgency when they get down, there's not even enough urgency in my opinion when they're up. Because it seemed like that at times they would drop into a prevent offense, which right. prevents you from winning. Right. And like they stop doing what it is that got them to that point. They stop attacking the basket. They stop getting three the hard way. They stop doing all the stuff that it is that got them up by 13. And then they decided they wanted to get into the three-point shooting contest with the best three-point shooting team in the history of the NBA. And now they might be the next guest on the Ozone podcast. Be honest. <laughs> we have enough chairs here. I don't, come on in. Hey, KD, come, come on, on in. Come on, man. It just doesn't – I just don't understand the logic. I don't see what it is that makes them say we're, we're going to go away. Why do you not give Jerome Bettis the ball in the fourth quarter in all sports? I don't understand. Right. He Let's... keeps you there. You know, the old folks say and the southerners say, uh, 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 dance with the one who brung you. Yeah. And and they don't do that. I don't and I don't know why. I just I just can't understand why they don't want to do that. You you were emotionally involved with the OKC <laughs> Thunder because you're hurt. You're hurt. It's sports in general because I don't like to see bad sports. Yeah. I don't like to see I don't like to see people who who don't live up to their potential in general. And OKC for the majority of the minutes of this series looked like the better team. I mean, if you watch the series, there's no way that you could watch the series and, and not come to that conclusion, in my opinion. Now, on the flip side, you get the Golden State Warriors, who showed a lot of heart because they had their back to the ball, and the Splash Brothers showed up. Yeah. I think more they showed so a lot of weaknesses as well. Than MVP, yeah. they did show a lot of weaknesses. But but uh, and, and if anything comes out of this series, in my opinion, it's just exactly how beatable that they are because they looked very very beatable in this series. You know, uh, but but I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, Steve Kerr and all these other guys that the, the, all the staff they put some some schemes together that work. I tell you what, I was more impressed with Clay Thompson than I was with anybody in the whole series. Yeah. And truth, maybe in these entire playoffs, I'm more impressed with Clay Thompson. This right. guy, this guy, you know what? Steph Curry seems like the best guy on the planet. He really does. He seems like a great guy. He's a Christian dude. 
Uh, he's, you know, he's got a great family. He got his kids, and it's all good. Right. But you, for some reason, no one can seem to stomach criticizing Steph Curry. And then whether it's because he's injured or whether it's just for uh, just because things weren't working his way, there was a lot of bad decisions made by Steph Curry in this uh, in this sure series. Were. A lot of bad, a lot of bad passes, a lot of bad shots, and he was bailed out either by his team, which is what they're supposed to do, and or by the Oklahoma City Thunder, which was just just completely disturbing to me. Yeah, well, you know, OKC. They are who they are, and you can't expect more than what they just gave you because this is classic OKC. This is classic. Classic OKC, bro. Total okay. <laughs> right. You get involved. Yeah, you get emotionally that's, that's, attached to a team like OKC, and it's all downhill, dude. I mean, what can you do? Well, I'm not I'm not emotionally attached to them. I just like to see good games, and we got to see seven good games. Of those seven games, we probably got to see, what, six good games? Or, or maybe – no, no, no. Like I would say four. Good, three or four good games, yeah. And uh, – but – I'm, I have you have to, to say, fault the I, coaches just as much, though, because I, yeah, because these guys aren't making adjustments on the fly. You see something that's not working, and the other coaches made adjustments, so you have to make another adjustment to that adjustment. You know, in Game I Six, agree. they went small on them, and then um, Golden State decided to go big. So, bring my bigs back in. Let's take their small guys out. I mean, come on, dude. It's almost like they have a contract that when they have one game plan, that's the game plan, and they're going to sink or swim with that game plan regardless of, of what happens. You right. know? It's just amazing to me. But all of this stuff getting outscored, you know, 27 to 19 and 27 to 12 in the third quarter of game seven and, and all of these 10-0 runs and 14-3 runs and all this and the other, you got to do something to turn the tide there. You can't just sit there and take it because that's how you end up at home. Well, you, you know, can do. You can end up at home. <laughs> they, they, you you can end up at home. You can end <laughs> they up don't have to do anything. They just the young millionaire. You can end up on the beach with a model and a mai tai. Without, <laughs> Man, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather you be playing what? basketball. <laughs> so, so this is the issue. And now I think this what's happened is, is you can pretty much KD. I don't know why KD would want to stay there. I mean, I heard some rumor about something about him signing a potentially uh, a two year deal with a one year opt out clause, so that then he could become a free agent at the same time as uh, Russell Westbrook. That would be interesting. Well, yeah, and that's when the big uh, the big money opens up, right next year. I think it's this year and next year, yeah. but I guess next year is when it really you know you get like a crazy you know you get baseball kind of deals. You get Clayton Kershaw money if you're in the yeah. league next year. Um, and and it's it's just interesting to me, but. Well, we, we've covered them breaking down. I think that Draymond Green got exposed for being undersized, and I was most disappointed. He gets the most disappointed award uh, because he, <laughs> yeah. he, he's the MVP, the most disappointing player. Because <laughs> player in the game, uh, my man decided to take the punk route out in certain ways because he you can't did. tell me he didn't hit uh, uh, Adams in the nuts on purpose. I saw other situations where him in the in that game was at six or seven, where him and him and Adams got tangled up. And he got his head and smashed. he actually Hulk down smash. an arm lock. <laughs> he gave a Hulk <laughs> smash. And uh, Adams just seems like the nicest guy in the world, so he doesn't do anything about it. He should have broke him um, off, though, you know, because he really went up there, grabbed his arm, and pulled him to the floor. He could have broke his arm. His arm, dude. But, yeah. You know, Draymond, I think that it'll be a great matchup if Draymond and Tristan Thompson are tied together. I think that uh, um, I think we can we can talk now on the flip side about this monster matchup that we have coming. I think that uh, I just want to read some numbers to you, and these numbers I think you'll know what they are. These numbers come from 
90, 50, 40. <laughs> 44, 8, and 6. 39, 16, and 11. 40, 12, and 8 assists. 20, 12, and 8 assists. 40, 14, and 11. 32, 18, and 9. And those are the numbers of one LeBron James in the finals last year against the Golden State Warriors. So can and we put that in the beast mode category? I think we need something beyond beast mode. This is this is beyond altered. This might even be altered beast. It might be <laughs> mode because these numbers are absurd. I he blacked never, out. He went to the ever. next level. <laughs> blacked out. He went the I black out. And he still ended up with the Jordan meme. So <laughs> to make sure that that he gives Steph Curry and Clay Thompson the Jordan meme, and he has his whole gang with him. And them boys are coming to play. Now, how do you see this this series playing out? Icons. I honestly think that they could beat them in six games. I I, I give Golden State maybe a couple of games, but I believe the Cleveland is going to beat them in six. Wow. Yeah. Now, what do you? They showed like, a lot. That, you know, Golden State showed that they were really vulnerable at this at this point because they have a lot of holes and problems with size. And then you show if you can test their shots, they're just not as effective. And then if you play big, which they have the size to do, they won't be as, as effective as they are now. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you. I'm I'm going to call my bookie and put my money on the Cavs. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it went five, to be honest. Um, That's true. These guys, realistically, we've heard King James speaking about he has a clear problem that he is not unanimously thought to be the best player in the world still as he should. And, and I, yeah, as everybody in the league should and real, realistically, right. Um, uh, I think I'm the best player in the league and I'm not even in the league. I just get <laughs> that kind of confidence. Are you the best player like, on the, on the, in the ozone? <laughs> Thanks dude. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> the nomination for the best player on, <laughs> in the ozone. So yeah, so so I'm looking at it. I think the biggest thing that this last series revealed was was that if you make Steph Curry play both sides of the ball, those magical shots from 50 feet don't drop the same way that they do when you allow him to kind of have an easier, uh, kind of like a rover defensive kind of place. Right. Steph Curry is amazing. There's no two ways about it. You probably want him to be the godfather of your children. He, he might walk on water. I am not diminishing his abilities, but he is a human, and I did see him fatigue. And disappear. And, he might be a he, I mean, I saw him disappear in certain, uh, certain games in that series, and nobody even talked about it to me, which um, was amazing to me. Yeah, um, he literally disappeared. Uh, in those games that they took those losses, he was not, you know, effective, I want to no. say. But uh, I, I'm interested to see who Curry guards in this and if the mandate from Tyron Lue is for that person to run him around and to take him to the rack. Uh, because to me, that's what I saw was super effective that Westbrook was able to do. And obviously there's only one Westbrook in the league, but there's some... Uh, <laughs> Kyrie I, I, I see a, got it for him. Kyrie a lot is going to be a problem. I think Kyrie's going to be a problem, but you know what? It was the physical nature of of Westbrook that seemed to really just give him fits, you know? Right. Uh, and, and the physicalness of him, you know, the physicalness of him just banging, banging him, uh, going to the rack and getting the foul. I, I, I really feel like that was a, you know, I feel like that was a big deal. But, uh, I, I you know, I think that J.R. Smith, 
and Iman Shumpert are going to have to earn their money in this series. And if they don't, we could be looking at another Jordan meme for LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> I really uh, don't see it happening. I would be very, very surprised to see anyone beat him like back-to-back in the me finals. Too. That, me that, too. That would really be devastating. And I think that he's smart enough now to know that he needs to take control, you know, when he needs to. He, he's, he's trying to get everybody incorporated in the game now. But if he needs to take control like he did in game seven of their, uh, what that, that closeout game with Toronto, he'll do it. Hey, man. He made Toronto look bad out there. He made them look terrible. He made them look bad. He made them look like they should be an NJB instead of the NBA. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't right, King James. Why you do them like that? Hey, sometimes it's like that, fool. Sometimes it is like that, puppet. <laughs> so I I'll tell you what else is like that. I don't know what you're wearing right now, icons, but me myself, I'm in the Chicago O'Hare Airport, and I'm sporting some five four. Five uh, four hoodies. <laughs> Five OCD that there you go and I'm in a nice light spring jacket uh, and I tell you let me tell you how it works for just uh, $60 a month you get an expertly curated package of exclusive clothing that you get to keep every month delivered at your doorstep and that will be worth $150 or more the 5-4 club is where it's at join up be a man find your style and your voice go to 54 clubcom to sign up now use promo code OMAR and you're going to get some money off of your first couple months. I guarantee you that. And if you don't, you call us up. You find me on Twitter, and I'll find those guys at 5-4, and we'll get you clothed and styled. That's what we're going to do. So moving on here, uh, I got some interesting uh, some interesting things to, fall, to, to throw at you here, icons. And I want to move into the, to the realm of Major League Baseball, which I know that you know a thing or two about. Yeah. I am overwhelmed at what Clayton Kershaw is doing. I'm ready to call this the the the, the Kershaw zone instead of the Ozone. Right? I, I could just do endless talks on Clayton Kershaw. And I think I figured out why he's so effective. Uh, you've done a case study. I've done a case study. I've written a thesis and Shall you bottom, present it to us. He's really good. <laughs> no, the but you end. know what I'm, I'm going to present something. If you watch Clayton Kershaw's delivery I believe the deception is what it is that gives everybody a problem. He does something that actually it took me a few at bats because uh, against a guy that I, I played against that did this and serious problem. If you watch Kershaw during his delivery, he throws his front arm, the glove arm, at the batter and kind of opens his glove and shakes it towards the batter. Now, as a baseball player, everybody knows that it you have to find the ball. The the, the release point of the pitcher is when you get to drill him. And that little bit of distraction, coupled with the, the kind of stuff that he has, his pinpoint accuracy, has made him almost unhittable. We're talking about a guy who has gotten to the 100 strikeout mark in the season with less with five walks. It's ridiculous. This, I mean, ridiculous. Those this is numbers absurd. are so stupid that, I, I mean, what can you equate that to in other sports? I mean, literally. I don't even know what you can, you know. what It's, it's almost... It's almost like if you hit – honestly, it's almost like if you hit 80% of your shots in basketball or if you just consistently – if you never dropped a set in tennis. You know, it's, it's, it's incredible. His numbers are bananas. And compared to Sandy Koufax, they're dead on, And except that he's still, he's still in, in his prime. Sandy Koufax had, you know, had to wrap his up early. But his numbers, he's going to uh, blow by him, which is unbelievable. 
Come I mean, on, man. The guys that go to. And even when you talk about the deception, okay, even after the deception, you usually pick up on a guy after you've seen him several times. There's a lot of guys who've seen him now for a little while, and they still can't pick him up. Five years, and they still can't hit him. Yeah. There's only a handful of guys in all of the game that, like, actually bat over, what, 250 over him. And, man, get runners on base, and this guy gets tough on you. Even tougher, which is unbelievable. Yeah. And, and you know and he's around the plate, and so you can't take you can't take strikes, and then he can shut you. He can he can get you out of there, so you can't take you can't get two strikes on you. So you end up swinging early, which keeps his pitch count down. So now he's in the game in the eighth or ninth inning with eighty pitches, and you're in trouble. <laughs> and it's a short night of work. And it's a short night going. of work, and by nine thirty, everybody's going home. By nine thirty at the stadium, everybody's back at the crib. Yeah, you didn't even get a chance to get drunk yet. <laughs> Off that twenty five dollar beer. Which at Dodger Stadium, everybody's very happy to buy. Now, <laughs> what the other thing though is about speaking of having people in trouble is the fact that the Dodgers are uh, uh, four and a half games out of the San Francisco Giants because as great as Clayton Kershaw is, somebody else has to step up. Last night, that somebody was Scott Casimir, and he matched Jake Arrieta throwing seven scoreless innings. And I have to say, it was pretty impressive. And there was a streak broken in that game. Because the Cubbies had won, I think it was 23 straight uh, decisions, uh, uh, 23 straight starts from Jake Arrieta. Right. And Dodgers busted that up five to nothing. So cuckoo to big on that one. That was that was pretty impressive. But I still don't see – I see a little bit of a let up in the Cubs. And uh, I actually expect for the, the Pirates to, to stay right on their tail for the whole season. Yeah, uh, I'm sort of disappointed in the Pirates. They're not they're – not, you know, I see them – Everybody faces tough pitchers, but for some reason, the Pirates can never get over the hump like last night with Jose Fernandez. They had Garrett Cole and Jose Fernandez going at it. Obviously, you know, Jose Fernandez has one of the better records in baseball at home, but you have to figure out how to scratch a run across. You have too much elite talent on that team for you not to score a run, even against the Beast. I agree. And this is what you see out of the Kansas City Royals who have come on. Exactly. They don't they don't strike out. White Sox are first place and are up by two games. I tell you, these guys are a problem. They're going to be a problem as long as that core group is together. I just don't see how you can get around them because they find ways to win. They got Chris Sale's pitch count up. They got them out of there. And what they do, they won the game in the last two innings. They find a way to win. I'm so impressed by these guys. I just don't know what to say about them. I just, you know. I mean, they're teams with better records than them. But these guys That's don't want to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Because what they do is what we are just talking about, Kershaw. Even with a guy like Kershaw, you know, obviously he's going to probably carve him up a little bit, but they foul pitches off. They, you know, they get you into a situation where your pitch count is like at 75 or 80 pitches in the fifth inning, and that means that you're not going to complete that game with today's pitch counts. Yeah, it's true. You know, so. And they run, and, they, and, and they're like a basketball team where they run these streaks off. I mean, they've won five straight now, Kansas City. Right. And you're talking about the best bullpen in, in baseball. So when you talk, when you go to that bullpen, it's pretty much lights out. Go. Even though the Yankees have that monster three, you have to get to that point where you can use them. Yeah. yeah. But if we're just talking about those the three innings, I don't want anybody else other than Batances, Miller, and, and Chapman. Exactly. That's lights out. That's that lights is full blown lights out. And the Yankees have been playing better since uh, since Chapman got back. I mean, the Yankees they're going nowhere fast. <laughs> so what it is, but um, because Boston, man, I just can't say enough. How about Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts showing a little three pop. bombs. Come on, three bombs in one game, which I needed because I got Eduardo Rodriguez on my fantasy squad. Wow, and yeah, I needed that support. 
Yeah, and with Mookie Betts, man, he's the real deal, and he should be around a long time. Barring any injury, man, that dude's going to be on on many all-star teams. Sure is. And I hate to say this, but the Atlanta Braves are actually playing a lot better after firing Freddie Gonzalez, who's a friend of the Ozone. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Sometimes I think it's just a mental thing. You just need to clean slate, and uh, and the guys seem like they believe more now in whatever. I don't even know who the head coach is now, actually. Are you coaching them? Nowadays? No, no, I didn't have enough time. I just let nah, one of the guys out of the stands go, hey, dude, you're up. You, you come on in. <laughs> well, the Mets are looking great, too. Although, well, they're, they're looking okay, although they keep plugging and playing Conforto. Why do you think they're playing around with this kid, Michael Conforto, who has all the talent in the world? He, and he actually went deep off of Kershaw in the playoffs. And Frankie. Yeah, and you sit him, you plug and play him against lefties. I, honestly, with that kind of audition, He's got to play every uh, game. He's got the job. Yeah, you got the job, dude. But now you and, know, and 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 Matt Harvey bounced back for them, which was huge. Yeah, absolutely huge. And if you get Matt Harvey on on board, man, it's going to be he's hard. He's kind of got there. a carry. He, he's like an Arietta type, uh, where where people can jump on his shoulders. The team can jump on his shoulders, and he can carry the team because he can rattle off ten wins straight and right. dominant wins. It gives the bullpen time to rest and recover. Exactly, because um, this week was the first time that he went seven innings all year. You know, and he's only been going like maybe five, five and dive, maybe six, and with uh, with giving up five runs a game. But you know that he has the talent to do that. You know, he can come back, and the fans were a little hard on him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, I know. Uh, who? I, let, me, let me tell you who else was hard on somebody. Uh, uh, one of the greatest closers of all time, not my cup of tea, but Francisco Rodriguez. Come to find, the Zika virus was hard on him. <laughs> Zika's playing hardball. Oh. It plays hardball with and you he when didn't, you get it in you. Uh-huh, and he didn't, you know, they didn't fall for the changeup. They knew. No, no, no. No, 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 no. They knew he wasn't throwing strikes, and they went straight. <laughs> they stayed the, out of the dirt. They stayed out of the dirt and went straight into his veins. Think about that. This guy caught Zika in Venezuela, man. And uh, and the reason I think this is important for you is because he had to go get a test to find out whether it was Zika or Chincanunga, oh. which I believe is what you contracted. Yes, sir. The holidays, uh, unfortunately. It'll and it's very similar symptoms. I wonder if you had Zika, dude. I might have fooled with Zika. Zika, Zika, my little freaka. You make your body weaker. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, though, because he, he was doing bad. Yeah, you know, I was doing bad. It, it it still hits you every now and then. You know, it hard, it's hard to get it out of your system. You got That's what he said. That's yeah. what he said. That's why I wonder if you had Zika. Yeah, and the doctor, well, you know, that and the, I think it's dengue fever. And yeah, dengue. Uh, uh-huh. I think you had dengue no, but you know the three—they have the same symptoms. Wow! Yeah, I don't want any of them. Well, you like to parlay them. in Miami, and that's where they like to lay around. Yeah. Well, uh, let me tell you what—where I like to lay around, I like to lay around in a nice plush hotel room. And the way that I do that is by going to the hotel tonight. I've downloaded Hotel Tonight on my phone. They've helped me out a mini a night. And, uh, you know, for a last-minute uh, uh, situation, which I find myself in often, Hotel Tonight is the right app for me. Because you come to find it's one of the only apps that's actually not owned by Expedia. Yeah. You, did, did you guys know that all of these different apps pretty much are owned by Expedia? So even if you think you're booking with somebody else, you're just competing against yourself. Priceline, Hotels.com, all of them. Pretty disappointing. So you get time, go download the app on your smartphone, Hotel Tonight. Check it out. Let me know what you think. You know why I like hotels tonight? I like the referral system. I like that, too. Really, really like nice. Pretty strong. Ooh, excuse me. Pretty strong. And if uh, and if I knew my code, I'd give it out so that everybody <laughs> could. Everybody yeah, I'll, I'll put mine right. on Twitter. 
Oh, fuck, they got me. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, you know, I'm very happy. I'm not happy Alex Wood is hurt, but I'm happy that uh, Urias is going to come back up. I think he got the raw deal in that opening start. That was rough. Yeah, and they squeezed him a little bit, but then I think that was bad, unfortunately, a bad management call. You start this kid on the road against one of the better teams in baseball and in one of the, the toughest cities in baseball, and you throw him out there and you say, okay, kid, go get him. I mean, he yeah. hasn't proven anything, so you can't just put him in a bad situation, you know? So I guess maybe they just jumped him in, in a sense. Now he's ready to go. <laughs> they put him on the, the L.A. set. Right? And speaking of being ready to go, we got the French Open that happened right now, and out at the Roland Garros, Serena Williams is chasing Steffi Graf for a, 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 a sports record that probably no one thought would be even approached, let alone matched and broken. Uh, Serena Williams is trying to win, I think it's her 23rd Grand Slam. That's unbelievable. It's incredible. And she's looking good. Unfortunately, Venus got knocked out. A couple of other American potential uh, promising players got knocked out. But Serena looks good, looks dominant. Um, You know, I like her to win this one. I like Novak on the other side. I'm I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed with her longevity. Because it seems like she's been playing for 100 years already. Yeah, you know... She's been battling injuries too as of late, you know, and she's really winning still, so which is very, very important at the end of the day. And I think that she's going to, you know, I think you think she's going to do it. I think she's going to do it. I think she's going to do it. I think she's going to do it here in in Paris. Mm -hmm. And then I think in Wimbledon, she's going to break it, to be honest. Wow. I think she's really focused. Now, why do you think that we don't celebrate her like we should, you know? Why? You know what? Because I think tennis in general isn't as celebrated in the United States as it is around the world. It's kind of like soccer. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a little brother. But really, she's one of the greatest athletes of all time. Period. Yeah. Point, plain and simple. <laughs> in any sport. <laughs> any sport whatsoever. It's true. And, it, and, and it's just amazing because she doesn't get the fanfare that she deserves. I mean, you know, people will talk about her outfits that she plays in as much as they'll talk about her game, which is just disturbing. Yeah, that just shows how superficial we are. Yeah. Well, this has been another wonderful edition of the Ozone, folks. Uh, we took a, a really heavy hit in this past week. Uh, we, we lost a family member. We lost one of our brothers. And it's been a rough week. We appreciate you guys waiting for this uh, waiting for this podcast to come out. We're, we're going to play some music. We've dropped a little couple inside jokes of our own in, uh, in memoriam of him. I'm going to leave you guys with a quote from Lao Tzu. If you do not change direction, you may end up where you're heading. Folks, cherish your loved ones. Go out there, watch some sports, give somebody a hug, and compete hard. This is Omar Miller from the Ozone reporting. Ozone. Hey.